Do the Ninja Turtles have a theme song? Isn't that Turtles? That's that's a theme song, isn't it? It's not the Ninja Turtles. No, 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 no. But it is. What do you think it is? Oh, it's it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. It is. Okay. Now that we've solved that mystery, I'm Rowan. I'm Davis. And this is Runtime Babe. Oh, and we're dating. Shoot. We are. For now. <laughs> we had to start this podcast a whole bunch of times because Rowan kept messing up the intro. No, more times than than the, the time we talked about our favorite movie friends. Um, just because someone started the mic, started recording with their face right up to the mic like this. But I didn't even say anything a single one of those exactly. times. Exactly. And, and before I could say anything, you just burst out <laughs> laughing. Um, anyway, I just got off a uh, work day, my nine to five. Um, and I have either no energy or way too much energy based on the, um, the amount of laughing I keep doing. Did we say the name of our podcast? Runtime, babe. Runtime, babe. He didn't even acknowledge what I just said. Okay. Um, <laughs> so today we're talking about, you say it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And Mayhem it was. Those mutants, they were rapscallioning all over the city. And reptiling all over the city, too. I don't think that's a word. Neither is rapscallioning. <laughs> but it's cooler. Anyway, also, oh yeah, turtles are reptiles. I couldn't remember are for they? a sec. Wait, yeah, they are. All right. Wait, then what were you talking about? I don't know. The I, one lizard? I thought that turtles were reptiles. No, I think they are. Okay. Don't look it up. I But I am going to look it up, and you oh need to vamp. They are. They are, they are reptiles, cause, reptiles, because otherwise they would be amphibians, and they're not. They are they're reptiles. reptiles. Just, yeah, okay. Um, um, we go to school for movies, not science. Um, <laughs> it, although I did do really well at the Buffalo Wild Wings science and nature trivia game. Uh, I don't think you did. Better than you. I'm going to need to see those receipts. <laughs> I think I have the scores on my phone that's downstairs. Uh, anyway, yeah, what's sure. the runtime yeah, of Teenage uh, Mutant? Downstairs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? It's, How many minutes long is it? It's 99 minutes. Do you want to See, check? I don't actually have my phone to check, so I, I can't quite confirm that. It's 99 minutes. Check it on my you phone. did just have the letterbox open. Yeah, and I'm better at like much newer movies that I just saw. Yeah. And that I'm looking at the letterbox for more frequently. Anyway, we saw this last night. Yeah, we were going to do the podcast when we got home, and then we didn't. But we haven't talked to each other about our thoughts. So for all I yeah. know, Rowan hated it. No, I know he didn't hate it. Um, I saw he gave it a four on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, we specifically did not share any thoughts, both at dinner and then even when we postponed the podcast, we didn't share thoughts either. We just read the reviews that, we, that each yeah, other wrote. Yeah, that each other wrote. Um, mine was pretty good. And mine was also pretty good, if I do say so myself. It was. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's we don't need to rank them because someone's feelings will get hurt. But yeah, yeah. But one of them was they were both good. Yeah. And one of them was just better. Right. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is a reimagining reboot of the Ninja Turtles oh, movies. Okay. <laughs> I've moved on. Okay, sorry. Um, and it's uh, directed by Jeff Rowe, who co-directed and co-wrote Mitchell's versus the Machines. That's a good movie. Yeah. 
which I have not seen yet. Did he was he involved in writing this one or just directing? Uh, great question. I think he just directed because it was from a screenplay by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samit. I've never heard of the other few ones, um, but Benji Samit wrote direct Detective Pikachu, and Dan Hernandez uh, has worked also on a lot wrote of stuff. Detective D- Pikachu. Detective Pikachu and The Tick. They uh, said, let's get the Detective Pikachu guys in here. Yeah, they know how to write comedy. I heard Detective Pikachu is actually pretty good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good too. I just haven't seen it. Uh, me either. Yeah. Pikachu uh, looked good. Yeah. I liked his little Yeah, until he guy. opened his voice and Ryan Reynolds' voice came out. Wait, I thought that was Sonic. No, that, oh, no, was, that was Pikachu. Pikachu. Um, ben Schwartz was Sonic. Is Sonic. Oh, Still right. is. Um, is, is there, are they not doing more Detective Pikachus? Has he solved all the crime? <laughs> they were going to make another one, and then they haven't yet. I feel like Ryan Reynolds has other priorities. Um, oh. Even though he probably could just come in and I heard he didn't get paid for that movie at all. It was just a passion project. <laughs> I heard it from me. I just made it up. <laughs> yeah, me when I spread misinformation <laughs> me on Me when the I internet. lie on purpose. Anyway, this is the seventh theatrical Ninja Turtles movie. Crazy. Uh, First I've seen. Yes, me too. Oh, the perfect segue to our history with the Ninja Turtles. Essentially none. Same. I know the colors that they are. It's purple, red, orange, and blue. Yeah. And they are green as animals because they are. Yes. They are, as most people do know, in fact, they are turtles. And turtles are reptiles. Exactly. As everyone knows. As everyone immediately knows, without and having no to look it up. no one needs to Wikipedia. Um, and I know that their names are like Renaissance artists. I know their names are Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, and Kabuki. Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo is the. Did other you one. say Kabuki? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, nope. They cut Kabuki. <laughs> Shay, he was my he was favorite be Ninja the fifth, Turtle, and his color was brown. It, his color was rainbow. Uh-oh. And then um, they were like, "We we don't we don't want a woke Ninja Turtles movie." And yet, people are still decrying this movie. They said April's woke. black. <laughs> Black people in our Ninja Turtles movie? In New York? <laughs> um, when, in fact, two of the Ninja Turtles are played by black actors this yeah. time around. I think actually only... No, never mind. That guy's white. Um, oh. <laughs> only two of them are... Sorry, two of them, which is 50%, yeah. are played by black actors. It's half the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, half the Ninja Turtles. Um, anyway. Do white people get no representation anymore? <laughs> um... They only get to voice half the Ninja Turtles? Half the Ninja Turtles? As opposed to every single other time the Ninja Turtles have appeared (laughs) on screen when they've played 100% of the Ninja Turtles? Um, So, uh, in this version, the Ninja Turtles are not buff, manly, 30-year-old crime-fighting vigilantes. They are, in fact, as they were in the recent um, Michael Bay live-action Ninja Turtles movies, uh, they are, in fact, actual teenagers. They are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And played by teenagers. Yes, which is, which I think is one of the best strengths of the film. Yes, yes. And we will get to that for sure. Yeah. Um, I think we're actually there right now. Okay. And we have arrived. <laughs> strengths of the <laughs> strengths film. Strengths of the film. Um, you go first. I go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just pull up my notes. <laughs> um. Well, first of all, as we as we as we mentioned, uh, there are actual teens playing the turtles, which is great because um, it brings a sort of authenticity uh, to the characters that you don't really get a lot of the time. Um, because part of their whole thing, to the best of my knowledge, is that they're fallible and they and they screw up, and that lends itself to character development a yeah. lot of the time. Uh, and if they're not teenagers, then that kind like. 
it has less of an impact, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but but the fact that they're teenagers, that they're kids, it makes a lot of sense how, um, you know, th- like their storylines are more natural, I guess. Uh, and also it's very clear that like the teens have great chemistry, like the actors playing the teens have great chemistry and that they were very obviously in the same room recording all of their lines because too often in animated movies, you can tell that the delivery doesn't quite match up with the response. Mm -hmm. Um, in like maybe just in a little insignificant way, but this time it's like, they talk over each other a lot of the time, like real kids do, like, like siblings do. Yes. And it's the only way some of these lines work. I would say I, a lot of it I found in my mind, I was just contrasting it with, the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, it felt like the anti-Super Mario Bros. They're Mm -hmm. both existing IP, big, beloved franchises. They're gonna get audiences based on that IP. And it felt like Mario was like, okay, we'll use IP and big names and just phone it in, you know? And the animation, like, looked good, but it wasn't, there wasn't anything new. It didn't feel like artistry was involved. Right. Like, it just felt like they were, you know... Putting it up there. I mean, that's not to say the animators did, like, weren't putting in the effort. Like, it's it's legitimately, the Mario movie, I think, looks great. Mm-hmm. But the style of animation isn't anything inventive or groundbreaking. Totally. Like, it doesn't feel like someone was like, I'm going to do this in my own special style. It felt like they were doing, like, a, what studio did it? Uh, Illumination. Okay, yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the voice acting, it was, like, big celebrities who are going to come in for a, a couple days and just... Read the Just lines off a page. Just talk into a microphone, you yeah. know? So this, it's another existing IP. A lot of big name voice, or not voice actors, like actors involved. Mm-hmm. Um, some examples. We got like Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, there's, Ice. Th- there's a lot of people in this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hannibal Burris, Rose Byrne, John Cena, Jackie Chan. Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Post, Post Malone. Malone. <laughs> Um, Maya, Maya Rudolph, Rudolph. which yeah. like Maya Rudolph is, I would say a voice actor as well as an actress, you know, yeah. but, um, same with a couple of those, but like, those are big name stars, but the main, the core four were voiced by actual 15 year olds, mm-hmm. mostly or, unknown, except for one. And they were great. Like all four of them, I think did a fantastic job. In, in the voice acting department. And the star cast, like the voice actors in the big cast, mm-hmm. they were all, most of them were smaller characters. And almost all of them, even if some of them weren't as good or successful, they were all, it felt, trying to do voice acting. Right. Like it didn't feel like they were just reading their lines into a mic. It felt like they were trying to bring something, like even Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Like it, I, I couldn't tell it was Paul Rudd. Me, I, 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 just I saw mean, once I saw it, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. And then Seth Rogen, like, you could tell it was him, but he was in a small enough part and doing a different enough voice that it wasn't like, what? Seth Rogen? Every time he talked, yeah. you know? It was just kind of like, oh, I think that guy's played by Seth Rogen, you know? Yeah. As opposed to him as Donkey Kong, which actually proves my theory about Mario that... The Donkey Kong thing, it's a choice to have Donkey Kong just have Seth Rogen's voice, and it's actually a hilarious choice. And if everyone else had been professional voice actors, but just Seth Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong doing his normal voice, it would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, because it was like, oh, Seth Rogen can do another voice. Like, he can do other voices that 
I mean, fit the character and also would have fit the Donkey Kong character too, to be yeah. entirely honest. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I forget what I was where this started. Uh, voice acting characters. What well, when I was talking about the like, it's the anti Mario. Oh, yeah. it also like, it's just so stylized. Like mm-hmm. the animation is, you know, it doesn't look like other things I've seen before, and I think that is one of the best things that Spider-Verse has done yeah. is it's it's brought about movies like this and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish or whatever that one's called, mm-hmm. where it's just shown that people, especially like non-kids, like adults, are interested in watching animated movies that have their own artistry and their own unique style. Yeah. And that just doing like the cheapest version of the DreamWorks or Illumination or even Disney animation isn't like, you know, it gets old eventually to just see the same character designs and the same background, like the same style over and over again. And so letting artists really create art in their own style, Mm -hmm. I think is always going to make a movie more successful and more exciting and better and more fun to watch. That's it how se- I it seems that every studio is sort of waking up to the possibility, like every animation studio is waking up to the possibility that they're going to have to do stuff like this in order to distinct, like diversify themselves mm-hmm. in the animation scene going forward. Like Sony made their mark with Spider-Verse yeah. a couple of years ago, and now they're still killing it, making it even better somehow. And DreamWorks did Puss in Boots, and now Paramount is doing this. And so I feel like it's only a matter of time before maybe, you know, Pixar or Disney starts to experiment even more than they already are. Um, Because that's the only way they're going to survive and, like, actually... Okay, they can survive, but thriving is different from surviving. Yeah, like, we're pushing the bounds of animation, and it's, you know, it's always been an art form, and people are recognizing that and leaning into that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like... You can make a product that's also art. And I think sometimes kids' movies become hard to watch when it's too obvious that it's a product, when it's too formulaic, when you can point out, oh, that part's for merchandising, mm-hmm. or this character is just for to do slapstick humor for little kids. <clears throat> Barbie. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, like the animated Barbie yeah. movies. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Alan. He's just he's, he's a merchandising <laughs> he's opportunity. He's just for merchandising. No, um... And, and so, like, when, even though, like, this movie is, you know, it's not, like, a revolutionary story. Misfits want to be accepted, have to go up against a bad yeah. guy. The story's the least remarkable part of it, really. Honestly. I mean, it, it has a lot of heart. It's tight enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well done. Like, yeah, there's not huge story flaws. But it, it's not too different from your average kid's movie, you know? Yeah. But the... Different take on the voice acting and the different animation style really elevate it and make you enjoy the story more as an adult. Because I think there are moments that this could have felt cringe if they'd done it in the more formulaic way. Like they try to use, I'm I'm interested to see how this movie holds up in a few years. They try to do a lot of modern references. Um, Some of them don't work. Some of them... I think only work because you have actual 15 year olds voicing them. Mm -hmm. Like they use the word Riz throughout the movie. Wasn't expecting that. I thought that that was a a newer word than 
would have been possible for an animated movie to incorporate. Well, so that, it sounds natural because it's coming from 15-year-olds that likely say that word in their real life. Like, if you talk to a 15-year-old, you know, half of them are going to actually use the word Riz unironically. And so it feels natural in a way that if it was adult voice actors, you would be like, oh my God, did he just say Riz? And then... Some of them, some of the references felt more out of touch. Like when someone was like, I love Guy Fieri. I want to go to Flavortown or something like that. It's like, okay, that's, that meme is maybe a little bit older than a current 15 year old would be saying. Yeah. But still like. Well, also like they reference Avengers, which is something, totally something that a 15 year old would do. Like in a very natural way. And when it comes to Avengers, you can very clearly see the influence of modern superhero films, mm-hmm. which I think is really fun. Yeah. Like, it, at the end, I would say it feels pretty reminiscent of the Avengers, like the first one, mm-hmm. in the big fighting New York sequence. Yeah. It also very clearly pays homage to, I would say, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 yeah. In a specific scene where New Yorkers come together to help the turtles after villainizing them. Spoilers. Oh. Yeah, we're spoiling. But <laughs> so yeah, the turtles are feared and villainized and then vilified. Vilified. <laughs> and then the um New Yorkers kind of do the like, "Hey, we're from New York and we actually love you and we're going to help you" thing that yeah. feels very like Toby Maguire unmasked on the train and everyone's like, we'll keep your identity. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't know how overt it was supposed to be. Like, I don't know if it was literally inspired by, but it feels mm-hmm. very reminiscent of. It feels almost more like a solid phase one through three Marvel movie than mm-hmm. current Marvel movies yeah. do. Somehow. Which is kind of sad. If that makes any sense. It's a great origin story. It feels very Mm Spider-Man. And it's short, too. It's 90 minutes. Yeah. 99 minutes, actually. Yeah. And so it almost made me... Because I've been feeling like the superhero fatigue with all the the movies coming out and like none of them really feel... And this didn't break the superhero formula, really. Mm -hmm. The like origin story. We're getting our powers. We're using our powers. I mean, not really powers. It's more just like the skills that their father taught them. But like... We're, we've been given a reason to do good that we didn't have before and we have a mission and a bad guy to defeat and we're learning about ourselves and, you know, and growing up in the process. Like, very formulaic origin story is kind of how it felt, but weirdly refreshing. Yeah. If that makes yeah, any sense. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, very telling of where we are in in superhero cinema um that this movie isn't at, you, you know as you mentioned it's not really fresh narrative wise but the fact that it still is fun it it is fun to the extent that it makes you think about other superhero movies these days and how not as fun they are compared mm-hmm. to how they used to be yeah like it didn't feel like it was cool to watch this superhero movie that i've another spoiler ends in a post-credit scene with a overt setup for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like pretty directly, they're like, here is what the next movie's gonna be about. But otherwise, it didn't it wasn't trying to connect a bunch of expanded universe and tie-ins yeah. and 
do like this crazy story other than within the one franchise, you know? Yeah. And that was also refreshing. It just felt like, you know, this is Spider-Man 1 and next is Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 and then we're done with yeah. the world. Yeah. Well, they are developing a sequel and a Paramount Plus series as well. So. Well, I'm here for it. Yeah. I hope they don't do a bunch of spin-offs with every side character every and stuff. Every single character. Like, yeah. I don't think they need to build this world out. I think the heart of the world is the, the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and their father. What's his name? Splinter. Splinter. Yeah. I don't like that there's Splinter and Shredder. Shredder, who's not in this movie, by the way. Uh, well, for a second in the post credit scene. Yeah, but like he's not really in the movie. Yeah. That is my least favorite thing about the IP, is that Splinter and Shredder uh, are too confusing. That's names. your least favorite thing about the entire IP? What's your least favorite thing about the IP? I don't know. I still can't tell the turtles apart. Oh my god, I can't. I, I, blue is Leonardo, and that's all I know. Okay, Blue is Leo. He's the one that has a crush on April mm-hmm. in this. And then we got... Oh, I remembered last night so well. Hold on. Do you think they have working genitalia? Okay, I don't... Uh, like probably they have turtle penises but i don't know if working means like they can fuck humans but also i don't want to talk about that they're 15 um (laughs) let's stay out of their pants Raphael is the red one Mm -hmm. his mask goes higher up over his head in this one and he's the one that's really angry all the time and then donnie Donatello. Oh crap! These are gonna be the two I mix up. I think Donnie is. I'm wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think Donnie is the purple one who has a staff, and his voice sounds the youngest to me. And then Mikey, I'm pretty sure, is orange, and he is the one that does improv. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Please. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. You got it. Yeah, that was cool. the thing is I never knew which was which when I. I mean, I never really watched the other movies or anything, but this movie, by the end, I was like, oh, I know who they are. I get it. Yeah. And I like that they're different probably... shades of green, too. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what different shades of green they are, but it's cool to me that they're different, like their skin tones are even different. Mm-hmm. They're not copy and paste turtles. Like, Roth is bigger, like bulkier. I think Donnie's pretty skinny comparatively. Like, their mm-hmm. heads are different shaped. That's cool. And I'm sure that's in older series, too. Like, I don't think that's unique to this. I don't know. I mean, I feel like in at least the older animated stuff, they all look the same except for their masks. I think that's why they needed masks to distinctify themselves yeah. in well, general. Well, and then also, like, those animated series, I don't know how big the budget was. I was about to say, I'm sure the budget was pretty low. And so it's easier to have the same character design. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love that the dif- the difference wasn't just, like, weapon and mask. They all had different unique personalities that I felt I understood to, for me, like for me, it was pretty clear how each of them would behave in different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like everything felt in character. And then also that they, their bodies are slightly different. Like, I think that's cool. I love that. And realistic. Yeah. Cause it's easy for them to just blend in as one thing. Mm -hmm. I really like that. They are so, they are each their own person. Mm-hmm. Or turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's what I have to say. Yeah. That's all I have to say. All you have to say? Right really? Now, you don't have right anything now, more to right say? Right now, right now, right now. I talked okay. a lot already. Um, let's talk about our favorites. Oh, wait. Do we have anything that didn't work? Is there anything that didn't really work for you? Um, I don't know if anything 
necessarily didn't work aside from what we've already mentioned in that it's pretty tropey like story wise yeah um which which makes sense it is a movie like it's 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 a, I, w- I wouldn't call this a kids movie this is an all ages movie yeah um but in order to appeal to a younger demographic it does have to have like a relatively straightforward story but i think it does enough visual wise and um mostly visual wise honestly and yeah. like and like the voice acting is strong enough to sort of set it apart from most of the you know yeah. animated crap we get a lot of the time yeah oh another thing i should have mentioned that yeah. i thought looked really good i think the fighting looks awesome mm-hmm. i think it looks really cool when they're fighting um there's one specific sequence where they're going after various like gang leaders yeah and each different turtle takes the lead on a different gang leader and they like montage it all together and it's like a side view like as yeah. if the camera's mounted on a dolly moving through a tunnel pretty much and it cuts between locations that what I, I saw on Twitter today was a direct homage to a movie called Old Boy, where there's a hallway fight scene. Like all the hallway fight scenes and all the superhero shows comes from this movie. Mm. Um, and the director, I love that this that director Jeff Rowe is on Twitter and he like is sharing bits and pieces about the movie. Like the the uh, the D and D guys did that too. Mm. I love it. We like we learn a lot more like cool little behind the scenes things. When it's clear to me, like the filmmakers were. Like, I think it's cool that they leaned into the, like, let's do the things that are working so well in these other pieces of media that inspire us in this animated children's movie. Mm-hmm. Like, little kids aren't going to be like, oh, that's an homage to, like, you right. know. Yeah. Jeff Rowe did say he's been trying to sneak in that old boy homage in every single one of his movies he, he he's made, but he only really got to do it here. It looked awesome. Yeah, it, it was it one of my favorite really sequences. Yeah, totally. Um. Anyway, yeah. The fighting was cool. Definitely. And that also fits in with the creativity of the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they, it, 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 it took risks, and I think it paid off. Yeah. Okay, so that's my bad from derailing the what didn't work into another thing that did work. I, I mean, do you have anything that you think didn't work? I'll say, um, I think the attempt to use these modern references was not always successful. Mm-hmm. But also, like... 15 year olds are cringy and so sometimes they would say something and i'd be like oh cringe and then i was like i work with 15 year olds and <laughs> sometimes that exact moment happens to me in real life like yeah i'll hear one of them say something and i'm like what are you even talking about right now not like i don't understand it just like sounds stupid when they say it mm-hmm. so i suppose i can't take too many points off for that yeah i think a lot of like yeah like we were saying like the story isn't revolutionary some of the things that would happen, like not Shredder, Splinter being like, <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you out loud the story you already know so we can do a flashback, you know? Like, yeah. but the, even that corny stuff was like cute and it worked and it, like, I wasn't off put by any of that. So, yeah, I would say, I would say it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah, totally. See it in theaters. Yes. Please, support animated movies. Support good animated movies. Yeah, this one clearly was intentional. That didn't come out (laughs) of the way. Intentional. Like, there there was intention behind it. I love it. That's one thing that'll always get me excited is when there's animated movies that aren't just made to be a product and they're made with, like, real intention. Which is interesting considering that this is really like it's it's based on a very popular IP and it could have easily been a product. 
So easily. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's not like Nimona, where I would say it's a similar thing. Like, Nimona clearly isn't just made to be a product. It's made to say something. Ninja Listen to our Turtles, podcast episode on Nimona, please. Ninja Turtles, it, you know, it was saying something, but it wasn't saying anything revolutionary for a kid's movie. You know? The, mm-hmm. like, someone's treated different because they look different. There's so many animated or children's movies with that same message. Right. The, like don't judge people based on how they look thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there was any sort of crazy ground breaking message or story being told. Right. But there was so much intentionality in like the artistry of it all. And like, we're we're just wanting to make something that's really good. You know, that's how it felt to me. Mm -hmm. And I I'm here for that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, our favorites, uh, we'll talk about our favorite voice performances, our favorite jokes, our favorite visuals, whatever we want to say. Um, I just want to say, first off, before you steal this, uh, my favorite um, voice, sorry, my favorite joke was not even in the actual movie. It was in the uh, mid-credits. Oh, my God. It was so funny. we see everyone's name, and then at the end it says, and introducing Paul Rudd, which is so funny and even funnier when you, like, know that, like, like, like Seth Rogen very, Seth Rogen might have even written it into the script. I, I wouldn't <laughs> even be surprised if he... Like he he was clearly that was clearly like a very fun, uh, Which, friendly like, jab. It makes a, like you could probably intuit this, but if you're not familiar with how credits work, there are different ways to credit people. So like, you would usually like some people will get uh just their name with the character, and then some people get like a with or an and, and that means different things. Like usually you give those to bigger names in smaller roles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then introducing is usually for someone in a, you know, a prominent enough role that isn't well-known. Yeah. Like Tom Holland, like I all... think in Homecoming got in, in, did he get an introducing? No, 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 no. Wait, no, why no. did I think he did? I don't think he got an introducing in any of the Spider-Man, in any I mean, of the MCU stuff. You mean Civil War? Oh yeah, maybe Civil War. I don't, I don't, I don't think know if he so. did though. No, I don't, I don't think he did. But anyway, if, if, if. If it's like their first thing or like their first big thing, mm-hmm. then they might get an introducing. And so giving Paul Rudd, who played like essentially a comedic relief character, but like a side character, like not a big character at all, super mega famous actor Paul Rudd to give him introducing in the credits, we like lost it in the theater. Yeah. We laughed so hard at that. Um, it is interesting uh, that... You know, most of the most of the Ninja Turtles, uh, like three of the four, are played by actors who haven't really been in much high-profile stuff. So theoretically, they would be the like the proper introducing. Um, like normally in normal movies, they would use the introducing credit for um, for those three or four kids, but. They credited them first above all of the bigger stars who in most other movies would be top billed. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the four kids. Those, those are my favorite voice acting performances. Yes. They're, those four were all great. Um, yeah. So it's Micah Abbey played Donatello. Uh, Shaman or Shaman Brown Jr. played Michelangelo. Nicholas Cantu, who had a small role in The Fablemans and was in some other 
minor stuff, played Leonardo. And Brady Noon is the only one that I know. He played Raphael. He's been in he, – he was in Good Boys. He was in – he was in Marry Me. Uh, but I know him from the Wimpy Kid movies – the uh, the new animated ones on Disney Plus and Crater, which just came out on Disney Plus oh, wait, a while ago. Wait, who was he in Crater? He was one of the main characters. Which I one? Think. I need to know. Uh, oh no, no, he wasn't. Never mind. Um, he was Hector. Okay, a I don't smaller know who that role. Is. Um, we're going to talk about Crater more next week on our recap on our summer recap episode. Yes. Um, but which kid yeah. is the one that went on his Instagram story when the strike was going to happen? And he was like, my Ninja Turtles are communist and was like, just being oh, really yeah. funny. I don't remember. I think it was this kid, Nicholas Cantu, who plays uh, Leonardo. That made sense. Cause yeah. he was like, I don't think I'll be able to do press for the movie because of the strike. And so I'm saying in advance, like my turtle hates cops and is a socialist or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. like that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I am very excited to see what all of these kids are going to do. Oh, totally. So. Yeah, I, they were great. I, I hope that they all have careers. I also loved who voiced Splinter. That's Jackie Chan. I have a story about this. Okay, well, I thought Jackie Chan was very good as Splinter. Yeah. Um, so when this movie was... So I think when the first trailer came out, I didn't know much about it. Usually I stay pretty like up-to-date and closely dialed in on movies in general. Mm-hmm. I was staying mostly blind about this one not exactly by choice i just hadn't sought out information about it my roommate connor friend of the show um says run 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 like like he was freaking out he was like the ninja turtles trailer was out and i was like oh my god cool and he was like guess who they got to play splinter and i was like honestly i have no idea and he was like no 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 this this is easier than you think who would they get to play a wise old master of the main characters? And joking, jokingly, I was like, Jackie Chan? And he was like, yes! How did you guess? Um, but he's, you know, Jackie Chan is the easy choice. You know, Kung Fu Panda, Lego Ninjago. He, he always, like, specifically in American animated cinema, yeah. he plays these characters. Uh, the, the 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 new the 2010 Karate Kid. He you know he that that's his bread I love and butter. It. When, when it comes I to also love okay cinema. one the character isn't like wise old man in Asia or right. Asian. He's yeah. a rat in New York, and he also is. It's not like oh he's Asian and therefore a martial arts master. He's like a, he's an overprotective father. <laughs> he's an overprotective father rat that learns martial arts from watching. Movies mm-hmm. and then teaches his probably kids. Jackie Chan probably movies. A, I bet they put Jackie Chan footage in that. I I, I definitely saw movies. I definitely saw Bruce Lee. I didn't catch okay, Jackie no, Chan, but it's Bruce possible. Bruce Lee was the one that I noticed. But yeah. it would have been really funny if they had put Jackie yeah, Chan totally. as one of the ones in the movies. They might not have been watched. able to get the rights or anything. They, that's possible. Yeah. Anyway, I thought he did great. Yeah, totally. Um, I loved a lot of like the the more. Not like minor characters, but like the one, the people that played the mutants that we, a lot of which we lifted, listed off earlier, yeah. you know, big stars. And I thought that they all did fine. Yeah. Like it, it was fun to hear them. I couldn't identify a lot of them. Yeah. For, I first think of all. Ice Cube was a great choice for Superfly. Yeah. The bad guy, the main bad guy is a mutant called Superfly. Yeah. Um, um I thought he was actually really good. Like. Mm-hmm. It was like Ice Cube's voice, but very theatric, you know? I didn't know it was Ice Cube until the credits. Well, I don't know Ice Cube's voice well enough. I would, like, I probably should have guessed it from 21 Jump Street, which is one of my favorite movies. But, like, but, it, he wasn't doing some crazy different voice. Right. He was... He, it was mostly Ice Cube's voice, but, like, really injected 
some theatricality into it. Yeah, I mean, it's a voice you would never expect to come out of a giant buff fly, yeah. right? <laughs> and 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 so and so there's that like one more you know layer of being removed from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito popped up at the beginning as Baxter Stockman, the scientist that creates all the mutants, yeah. and then immediately gets killed. Um, Ioetta Beery played April O'Neil. She was great too. She she, she was great. Um, She's really the, having the summer of her life. You the, know? Yeah, I, I mean the, the couple of years of her life, really. Oh uh, yeah. Well, oh, she was. I have no idea. She was she in was theater, in theater camp, camp too. Yeah, she's one of the main characters in oh, theater really? camp. Wow. Um, I anyway. keep seeing her in the trailers on TikTok. Yeah, she's, you know, obviously she's in The Bear, too. And, yeah, she is she's absolutely killing it. Um, and then Bottoms coming up. Yes, which we are going to do perhaps an episode mm-hmm. um, adjacent to that film. But anyway, um, yeah, I am... Um, I am very excited, her specifically, to see what she does next. Yeah. Um, especially because she's also from Massachusetts, and I love seeing Massachusetts people succeed. Um, okay. What did you think? So there is a part of April's storyline that I did not expect to be as graphic as it was <laughs> in an animated children's movie, no less. But Kids that's probably that's probably how they could get away with it. Yeah. The fact that it's animated and the fact that it's... Well, I didn't even Played watch that scene because I, like, have severe emetophobia. Like, vomiting really freaks me out and, like, I'll shut down sometimes. So, the moment they started calling her puke girl and then it flashed back to her doing morning announcements, I was like, okay, very clearly this is going to happen. <laughs> and they keep flashing back And so her. then I closed my eyes and hid and then Rowan tapped me and was like, you're good. And then they immediately flashed back to it again. I, how was I supposed and to know they were going to immediately flash back to it? And then he's like, you're good. And I opened my eyes and again, she's puking again. And so, not his fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually thought that later she, so she wants to be a reporter. It's revealed that once when she tried to do the morning announcements, she like projectile vomited like for so for perhaps much. fifteen seconds, like so much. Yeah, and so now people call her like puke girl, April O puke. Yeah, which is like so not clever. Yeah, but um, but anyway. So then later in the film, she has to get on the news and tell everyone that the Ninja Turtles aren't actually bad guys, and that they're saving the city. Which is what leads people to help them. And so she gets on there. She, like, gags like she's going to throw up and then swallows her vomit and then starts doing her yeah. her speech. And then, like, partway through the speech, like, right after she's reached the climax, she just, like, vomits a little <laughs> bit and then goes back to talking. And is like, sorry, I, I thought that was a thing of my past. I That, as much as I hated the vomit, that part wasn't bad. Yeah. That was kind of funny. <laughs> the like the she mostly makes it through the speech, but then still is like on the news, and then is yeah. like sorry everyone, and then just keeps going. Yeah, I liked that. I thought. Yeah. I mean, didn't like it. It was yeah. upsetting, but in terms of a gag, like that's that's pretty funny. A gag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it. It reminded me of um of Bullet Train when they keep flashing back to the wedding and just people vomiting blood yeah. over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And I forgot it that it happened a lot of the time when we were watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, like, especially because a lot of the time it flashes for maybe th- th- two or three seconds. Yes. And then it's over. Yeah. But they do it so many times. Yeah, and I was like, okay, enough with the vomit, blood vomit. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay, what's the next thing on our that we want to talk about? Um, we could talk about our favorite visuals. 
Oh, I've already kind of talked about mine. Yeah. Um, I like the way this isn't very specific, but the moon. Whenever Ooh. they ran in front of the moon and like because it looked very much like a drawing. And an unfinished drawing at that. Yes. Like, it kept sort of like, it It was like they were drawing it in place, so like for every single frame, so it kept changing slightly. Yeah. And that just made it feel very, like, ironically, it made it feel very, like, proper. Like, it should be there and it should be that way. Yeah. Like, it fit into the world very well. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. I really liked the way they did... It was a lot of, um, like, the color palette is pretty dark for Mm -hmm. this movie. A lot is happening in shadows and at night and in, like, dark places. But it never feels too dark, like so often movies do lately, it seems. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always still, like, a pop to it. And you, you can always see what's happening, at least when you're supposed to. Like, so I love that. And then the hallway fight scene great loved it and i loved a lot of the character design i think splinter it looked great he was funny his little eyebrows are funny (laughs) um and then the ninja turtles look great i think anytime they have a screen like a phone or a computer or something like that and the people are looking at it i always thought that looked really good Mm -hmm. uh those are the things that off the top of my head i thought looked really good yeah 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 uh, I'm just still sort of blown away by this movie visually, yeah. like most of all. That, that That's probably what I'm highest on here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what I was thinking about the most af- after watching yeah. it. Also, I loved April's character design. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks like a real girl. Yeah. A real high schooler, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they don't sexualize her at all. And she's still, like, pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, you can see why Leo has a crush on her. You're like, oh, she's a pretty woman. But you're also never, like... Like, it never feels weird. Like, so often it does to look at animated high school women. Mm -hmm. Because they always are, like, sexed up for whatever reason. It's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, Do you think this could get nominated for an Oscar? Uh, Yeah, especially with everything getting pushed back. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else is on the animated horizon this year. It's... We got... Spider-Verse, which is going to win. Yeah. Miyazaki's newest movie. Uh, I That might go up for foreign. For foreign? Film. Can it go up for both? Yes. M- movies have gone. Along, you know, Parasite won Best International and Best Picture a couple years ago. So yeah. anything's possible. Well, um, I mean, I think but... Miyazaki's... I haven't seen it yet, but just based on what I... Like, I can pretty confidently say from all of his work I've seen in the past, like, there's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nimona... Nimona maybe. I hope. Yeah. I know it has it got a limited theater release. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Mario doesn't. That's a waste of a nomination. I can really only right now see one, two, three, four. Name them. Spider Verse, Nimona, The Boy and the Heron, which is Miyazaki, and Nin- Ninja Turtles. I think Pixar could maybe get one with Elemental, but I doubt it. Uh, I think maybe just like as a token. We nominate Pixar. They, yeah, Chicken Run. They also quick. haven't been doing that in the last That's few years. That's true. Um, Wish, Disney's new animated musical, I think could snatch Did that one get up. pushed back or not? Not yet. Uh, it's possible that it will. But and then what about Chicken Run? That Did that get pushed back? No, no? Chicken, Chicken Run's a Netflix movie. But so are they going to put I, it in a theater? 
Uh, I would think so, yeah. Netflix usually puts, at the very least, their stuff in, like, one theater somewhere, and that counts. Like, if if they don't really care too much about the awards run, then one theater, one and done. Well, maybe Chicken Run. Is Chicken Run stop motion? Yes. Okay. It, so, and, and it's um it's Ardman who did Wallace and Gromit and yeah. Early Man and stuff. So like that, that could definitely get a nomination. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of slim pickings this year. Yeah. Um, I will say if um Elemental gets a nomination and Ninja Turtles doesn't, I will probably feel upset about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Um especially because I feel like the Oscars in general have a bias, and, and just awards in general have a bias towards um, IP-focused material. Um, Spider-Verse was a rarity in terms of winning. Um, a bias, like, against? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. And, like, just in most of their categories in general. Well, especially IP like Ninja Turtles, which I think is considered pretty juvenile. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty much superhero too, which mm-hmm. the Oscars don't love. Like, yeah. I just don't know how many Oscars voters are going to have seen this movie. Yeah. I have a similar fear with Nimona. Like, yeah. I know Wish and Elemental are going to be seen by more Oscars voters than, like, Nimona is, mm-hmm. or this is. And I think both this and Nimona are better and more important film. Well, I haven't seen Wish. Maybe Wish is phenomenal, yeah. you know? I don't know. Disney's Cri- Chris, Pine, Chris Pine is a villain song. So, okay, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pine also gets a feature in this yeah. movie. They assert that he's the best Chris yeah. too. Yeah, there's a Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, and Chris Pine stand-ins. Yeah, or standees or whatever, like cardboard cutouts Stand-ups. that are not Stand-ups. animated. It's just actual photos of them, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah, and. Splinter is like, you want to be friends with humans? Like, here, be friends with these humans. And then he goes, I'm Chris Pine. I'm the best Chris or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right in front of Pratt and Evans, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. Um, like, funny in a kind of stupid way. Right. but like, It took me too long to clock that they were all Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, another thing that I l- liked about this movie was um, incorporating, like, real footage and photos into the animated world. Like, there's a scene where they watch a... Uh, like a Brooklyn dry, like outdoor showing a Ferris Bueller, and it's just Ferris Bueller. I love that. I think yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. To put like just real things in the animated. And then, world. like, the news footage later on is still animated. It's still in the animated style. Yeah. Which I think is so much fun. Um, but yeah, those are those are my thoughts yeah. on Ninja Turtles. Wait, do we have more favorites to talk about or more things? Check the outline. The outline. So Check the outline. We talked about this earlier. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I sorry. I started talking about that. No, that's earlier. fine. That this being new animation style. Yes, and like how? What, what does it mean for oh, film no. in the future? Oh no! You know what we stuff. didn't talk about? The what? one thing I added. Oh yeah. What are our favorite characters? I want to know your favorite turtle, and I want to know your favorite non-turtle character. Okay. Um, my favorite turtle is probably, um, Mikey Michelangelo. Just because I feel a kindred spirit one. with him in that he is is that he likes improv and is also kind of bad at it, um, because there's a there's a a scene at the end where he's doing improv and someone says something to him and he goes no but which is like sort of allowed but you shouldn't say no in improv but then he makes the joke i forget what the joke is but i remember it's a little stupid it is it, it is pretty stupid which is what what improv's all about um, um but yeah. I, okay, my favorite turtle, it's hard. Okay, never, I never watch these movies with a 
group of a few characters and like the protagonist. Like, I never like the main one. I never like the leader. It's never what I want. That's always the most boring, the most annoying. Yeah. But I actually thought Leo was really great. Like, I don't know. He was done in a, in a good way where he was, like, fallible but also likable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could root for it. Like, I liked him. I thought he was great. So, Leo... Uh, it's weird for me to even say it, but I really liked Leo. And then my other favorite was Donnie. I thought he was, he was, he was kind of the runt. Remind me. He's the purple one. Oh yeah. With the staff. And he was like, why do I just have a big stick? (laughs) Yeah. He kept being, he kept complaining that everyone else had weapons. And he was Mm -hmm. like, why am I using a stick? The payoffs are also really good. Oh yeah. And then the stick comes in handy a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the one that likes anime and K-pop. Um, he's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's just fun, excited. So yeah. I like Donnie. <laughs> yeah. And who's your favorite non-turtle? My favorite non-turtle. Mine is April. April? I like her too. Yeah. The vomit thing threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Like that makes it hard for me to, it, for, it's gotta be Splinter. <laughs> I loved Splinter. Yeah. He's just like cute dad vibes, mm-hmm. which I think is, is Splinter at their dad in other versions of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I would say he's more like he—he's he, like master. He's the Splinter. one that raised them, but he's—he's he's master Splinter in other ones. In other yeah. ones, well, in this one, he's not master Splinter. He is their father. Mm-hmm. Like he's their dad. They are a family. He loves them more than anything. He taught them to fight just to protect themselves. At the beginning, they do a joke like Splinter gave us a mission. And they joke like like it makes it seem like the mission's gonna be some sort of Ninja Turtles go do ninja th- things, yeah. and then the mission is like they have to get like gogurt and, and Doritos, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so they party just have to size go Cool Ranch shopping. Doritos. And he, in fact, does not want them fighting. Like yeah. <laughs> he wants them safe in the sewers. Um, and yet he still makes them wear the uh, um, the the colored masks so we can tell them apart. <laughs> Well, I loved Splinter. I thought he was great. Oh, yeah. One of them has glasses, too. Which one, which one has glasses? It's Donnie. Okay. That's another reason I like him. Yeah. He was just cute in his little glasses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go see this movie, please. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 Especially if you like Ninja Turtles. It's a fun take on them. Even if you don't like Ninja Turtles, this movie might make you like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It made me like Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Same. Now I want to watch more Ninja Turtles things, except I'm almost it's, positive it's I'll be It's all downhill from here. <laughs> like, I don't think other ones... I don't know. I feel like some of the shows, some of the animated shows did a good job. Right. But... We should we should hate watch the, the live action ones yeah. from the last decade. I feel like what this does a good job at is prioritizing their like character over mm-hmm. action and mm-hmm. then the action is good too right so like that's super successful i wouldn't want to watch a michael bay one if it's all action and the care and the turtles are essentially the same and they're all cgi and they look like dog doo-doo nice yeah good save thanks <laughs> as we know we are a family show i say bad words all the time i say fuck that also they say hell in ninja turtles right yeah. They say, like, go to hell and stuff, which is, like, I don't know, because it, it's it's always weird to watch movies. So, well, s- some of them say heck. Yeah, but they I, say I hell Splinter at least heck. once. Yeah. Um, which, that's in character for Splinter to say heck. Yeah. But I do like that, you know, without going too far, they do throw in, like, an appropriate swear word for 15-year-olds to be using, because it's always weird to watch media about, like, high schoolers or teenagers. They're not really high schoolers until the very, very end. But teenagers who... Like, never swear. 
Well, also, it's sort of jarring to watch media where they swear too much. Yes. Like like Brady Noon, who plays... Which one does he play? real quick. He plays... No, not Mr. Boogity. I want (laughs) TMNT. Mutant Mayhem. Uh, Brady Noon plays Raphael. Uh, He was in a movie called Good Boys that came out a couple years ago. That is like 13-year-olds cursing up a goddamn storm so, that was also yeah. a seth rogan produced movie but it's like an r hard r-rated jacob trembley's in it too it's like kind of funny but like but, the joke is it's funny to see a kid say a yes, swear word and that gets old really fast yeah i like that piece of trivia about stranger things where joe keery would be like because they only have a certain number of swear words or whatever of certain mm-hmm. words per season for like ratings reasons and so anytime he would want to like improv, like I feel like my character might swear here, they would be like, no. And they wouldn't let any of the young adult characters swear because they wanted to save them for the 13-year-olds because it's mm-hmm. funnier to hear Dustin say fuck than to yeah. hear like Steve. Yeah. Well, I think Billy's the only one that's dropped the, F- that's dropped the F-bomb on Stranger Things. Oh, right? yeah. I don't I mean, I don't really yeah. know. I, I don't, don't know. know what the... I, know. I know they say shit a lot because oh, they yeah, can because it's, yeah. it's TV 14, but... Yeah. Yeah. But like in terms of using shit, like they give that to the totally to the the kids instead of the yeah, the which adults. makes sense. Yeah. Which is so weird that you have in movies too that you have a limited amount of swear words that you can use. Like you can use one fuck in a PG thirteen movie. If you use one fuck, it's it hits way harder than if you use three. Yeah. If you use three fucks, like if Guardians three had someone said fuck like three different times. It would have been not as big of a deal. Well, no. Well, yeah, but purely from a like like a rating standpoint, saying fuck once is gonna get into a kid's head way more than saying fuck more than once. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like three, it's like you know, right? You don't. But like one, it's like oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Because probably. you can only it's only the one. Right. No one else has ever said it before. Yeah. And so, then you're like, oh, I want to say it. Yeah. Movie ratings need to be revised anyway um ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem it's in theaters now go check it out go check it out yeah okay this is the end of the podcast i think yep okay totally uh see you next week yeah we're gonna talk about the movies from the summer that we haven't talked about yet yeah okay thank you all for listening thank you uh we'll see you next week i just said that oh well i just said it too What what are you gonna do about it kill you okay well we better end the podcast now love you